You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 68, Cubs Sweep San Fran of the Fly the W670 podcast. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670, Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook or email Crowley and I at flythew670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, you and I thought that a sweep was possible. We felt pretty good about two out of three, but we got our wish. We got all the Cub fans' wish as the Cubs went ahead and swept the Giants, completing it just about an hour ago over at Wrigley Field. It was absolutely amazing. You could hear it through your radio, listening to Pat and Ron. I was at the game uh, last night. It's just Wrigley is rocking right now. It's I haven't had those vibes in a long time. Yeah, it looked pretty cool on your uh, social media. I saw a couple of photos that you uh, shared with everybody and uh, unbelievable when we get into uh, game number two. But let's start out with game number one, and that was quite an unbelievable performance by Justin Steele. Yeah, you know, uh, I got to be honest, Steele versus Webb, I was a little nervous just because, you know, I'm confident with Justin Steele, but remember, you know, he threw 111 pitches last time out, so I was kind of watching that. And then the offense had two good games and two bad games in Cincinnati, so I just didn't want to see another close game and more pressure being put on the bullpen. And unfortunately, for the first seven innings, that's exactly what it looked like. Uh, the Cub jumped out to an early uh, lead in the second when Seiya Suzuki hit a solo home run to center to make it one nothing. But that was it for the Cubs' offense, and Logan Webb looked good. He gave up two hits and a walk through six innings. But then, finally, the Cubs' offense broke through in the seventh. With Webb still on the mound, Cody Bellinger led off the inning with a single, advanced to second on a Dansby ground out, and scored on a Seiya Suzuki double to make it 2 to nothing. Heimer Candelario lined out for the second out, but Mr. Clutch, Jan Gomes, singled to score Suzuki to put the Cubs up 3-0. Cubs added a couple more insurance runs in the eighth when Mike Talkman let off with a walk. Tristan Becks got the next two batters out, but then Cody Bellinger hit one to Giants second baseman Thyro Estrada, who committed an error, kept the inning going, and Dansby Swanson would double the score Talkman and move Bellinger to third. And then Saya would hit one to third baseman Casey Schmidt, but Swanson alertly ran back to second, allowing the run to score and put the Cubs up 5 nothing. I'm not going to complain about the Cubs scoring five runs, but they only had six hits on the day, Dustin. Saya and Jan Gomes accounted for four of those hits. Talkman, Horner, Hap, Candelario, and Magical were all hitmen, uh, hitless. But the good thing is, is that the Cubs took the opportunities they had. They went three for six with runners in scoring. There position. you go, right? It's all about timely hitting, right? It's not always about the number of hits you get, but when you get them, Crowley. And it, obviously, in that case, it did. I, I liked uh, I liked your uh, little nickname there for uh, Jan Gomes. Mr. Clutch, absolutely. Mr. Clutch. And you know what? Five runs was plenty of support for Justin Steele, who probably pitched the best game of his career. Uh, that 111 pitches didn't seem to affect him one bit. He gave up a two-out walk in the first, 
a two out single in the second. And then the Giants did not have a single base runner until the eighth inning. We talked about the Cubs bullpen being gas and still gave the Cubs eight shutout innings. He gave up two hits, two walks and a career high 12 K's Dustin with that victory. The Cubs matched their 2022 win total with three and a half weeks still left to play, but let's go back to Justin Steele. Justin Steele became the first Cub since John Lester to reach 16 wins in a season. And you look here and you can see, you know, right now, when you talk about the idea of a Cy Young, he's first in wins. He's second in ERA. He's fifth in opponent's OPS. And he's first in home runs per uh, nine innings. He doesn't give up many home runs. About the only thing is that, you know, you're looking at the other two guys. Spencer Strider has more strikeouts, which I guess, you know, um, and uh, Ian Snell has a little bit better ERA. But but Justin Steele has to be definitely up there, right? Well, he's in the conversation. And I know we don't talk a ton of gambling on this podcast, but his uh, his odds, he is now the second favorite to uh, win the NL Cy Young Award. I mean, he's doing amazing things. And so that that eight innings and shutout innings and 12 Ks in the last 20 years, just two Cubs pitchers have done that beat. Jake Arietta in 2014 and 2015. That 2015 was a no hitter. And then Ryan Dempster in 2008. Demp had that great season, helped them get into the uh, NLDS. And the only Cubs left-handed starting pitcher to ever do eight shutout innings and 12 Ks Ken Holtzman, 1972. Before we were both alive, so that was a long time ago. Absolutely. So just when your name gets brought up with Lester and Arietta and Ken Holtzman, you're in good company. Absolutely right. So Cubs get it done in game number one, thanks to a little bit of offense and a lot of strikeouts from Justin Steele. That moves us into game number two. You were at the game. Kyle Hendricks started, and as we thought, the Giants went with an opener. Right. Yeah. We talked to Mark Willard. He said, basically they got like two good starting pitchers and then everyone else, they kind of just piecemeal. They started this out with Ryan Walker. Um, the wind was blowing out. So I'm walking to Wrigley and I know right away. I'm like, Oh God, just because I'm not a big fan of Kyle Hendricks plus wind blowing out bad combination. And on the very first pitch of the game before my butt is in the seat, Lamont Wade jr. Crushes one 412 feet and the Cubs were down one, nothing. The Giants had one more run on a J.D. Davis single, and he advanced a second on an air by Bellinger in center. It kind of popped out on him uh, when he was picking it up. And then Davis advanced a third on a Brandon Crawford ground out and scored on a flare hit by Wade Meckler that landed just over the outstretched gov of Dansby Swanson to make it 2 nothing Giants. Then in the third, Dustin, Mike Yastrzemski hit a wind-aided basket home run that went off my friend Ryan's hand. So I'm, I'm going to tell us real quick here. I'm at the game. I'm in the bleachers, first row of the bleachers. And my buddy Ryan is doing his fantasy football draft on his phone. He's doing his fantasy <laughs> football draft, kind of just looking down. All of a sudden, boom, Yastrzemski hits it. And, and for the people that have subscribed to the YouTube channel, I'll describe this photo here. You could see my buddy in the Little League jersey right here with the outstretched. He only has one hand because his other hand's on the phone. You see me looking at him. Where are you two hands? I'm wearing the Fly the W t-shirt. And was then, that Sears? Was that Sears standing behind him? Uh, no, no, no. He Sears had to move to a different section. Ah, okay. And so I'm I here. That right, was Sears in that old school jersey with the Chicago and the uh, the blue one right blue. next to him. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. That's the girl. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then this is my favorite too. photo because I was just like, ah, I can't believe that went out there. So a good, <laughs> good fly the W promo right there. But there that was go. on TV. So thank you for all the listeners that sent that in when they saw that. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and it felt at that point, right, like the luck wasn't going to be the Cubs way that night. That's how it felt to me sitting at home watching it. Right. And the Cubs started to come back in the third with singles by Nico Bellinger and then Swanson to make it a three to one game. Then Seiya Suzuki would single to load the bases. Giants pitcher Jacob Junis walked Heimer Candelario, so free run, thank you, 3-2. to two. And again, Mr. Clutch, Jan Gomes hits one to left. Former Cub Jock Peterson dived to bounce off his glove. Two runs would score. Now the Cubs are on top for three. It I felt so much three. better for a couple of minutes. For a couple, right? And then, you know, top of the six, Hendricks still in the game when Wilmer Flores and Jock Peterson hit back-to-back doubles to tie it up. Hendricks' night was done after striking out the next batter. Now, again, you know, with the wind blowing out, and, and again, wind-aided home run, an error on uh, Bellinger, which doesn't normally happen. Hendricks went 5.1 innings and gave up five runs, four of them earned on seven hits with five Ks and no walks. That was more runs than he's given up since August 4th, spanning five starts where he's had a 248 ERA. So in comes Hayden Wesniski, who looked phenomenal against Cincinnati, and I'm all pumped up. With one out and one on the first battery phase, J.D. Davis hits a two-run homer. And the Cubs were down 6-4. And, oh, there was a little bit. Of, you know, with the wind, you're saying to yourself, you're not out, right? But in the seventh, in the middle of the seventh, old friend, El Toro, Carlos Zambrano, he sings the seventh inning stretch, and he demanded, I say demanded, the Cubs get some <laughs> runs. And that is exactly what they did. With one out, Dansby Swanson walked. Seiya Suzuki tied it up with a homer to left. Hamir Candelario doubled. Jan Gomes singled. And Nick Magical reached on a fielder's choice when he grounded to third. And third baseman Casey Schmidt went home with the throw. That squirted away from the catcher. Everybody's safe. And the Cubs lead seven to six. And then Christopher Morrell, he has a flair for the dramatic. Hits a three-run bomb to center. And Dustin, that looked like it was at the exact same spot that David Bodie hit a grand slam a few years back. And the Cubs are now out 10-6. That was Morrell's 20th home run. So the Cubs now have three hitters with 20-plus home runs. Bellinger added to his total today. He's got 24. Peewiz with 21. And Morrell now with 20. It's never easy as the Giants got a runoff struggling reliever Mark Leiter Jr. And Wilmer Flores homered off Julian Merriweather. But the Cubs were able to close it out with a 10-7 victory. The Cubs scored 10 runs on 15 hits. Swanson 2-for-4 with an RBI. Gomes 3-for-4 with two RBIs. Morrell 1-for-3 with a homer. But what about Seiya Suzuki, Dustin? Four for five with a homer and three RBIs. Just absolutely incredible. I'm just guessing that uh, Seiya Suzuki might be on the hot list this week. Just, just maybe, maybe. I, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody hotter than him. But we'll find out in a few minutes. Also, Crowley, how about the stat about the Cubs scoring ten plus runs in games this season? Twenty-two times. Yeah, Their all-time record is twenty-three. 23 is their all-time record. I think they're second 
in baseball just behind the Rangers so far this year. And I think their run differential right now is over 100. I think it's 101, their run differential so far this year. Amazing. Right. And, and once again, for another night, they were six for 13 with runners in scoring position. We kind of harp on that stat, but I mean, yep. it's just huge when you can get those runs in and, 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 and not leave them on base. All right. Game number three, Cubs going for the sweep. Cubs looking to be 12 games over 500 if they can get this one done. And Jordan Wicks making his Wrigley Field debut as a starter. Yeah, a lot of excitement going on. You, you had Jordan Wicks making his Wrigley debut. And Seiya Suzuki and the Cubs off. Bottom of the first one out. Nico and Hap single. Cody Bellinger struck out for the second out. Dansby Swanson was able to draw a walk. And here he comes again. Seiya Suzuki doubles to put the Cubs up three to nothing. In the top of the third, Ian Happ and Cody Bellinger hit back-to-back doubles, put the Cubs up 4-0. Bellinger has driven in 26 runs in the last 19 games. I mean, unreal. Nick Magical drove in Bellinger with an RBI single to extend the Cubs' lead to 5-0. And in the fifth, Miguel Amaya hit a solo home run. Christopher Morrell had an RBI single in the sixth. Cody Bellinger hit a home run in the eighth. I mean, this offense was something else. Eight runs, Dustin, on 10 hits. And it was this was a fun one just because a little bit of everybody was kind of getting involved. Everybody kind of had a turn. And, 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 you know, they were four for nine with runners in scoring position. So, almost, again, like batting like 400. With yeah, almost, in they're batting almost 500. I mean, oh, my gosh, they're doing fantastic with that stat. Now, there was one little thing that irritated me. And, you know, I've been har- harping a lot about not seeing Alexander Canario so mm-hmm. Ross finally puts him in. He who does he put him in against? One of the best closers in the game, Duvall. Uh, flamethrower. Yeah, he's an absolute flamethrower. Yeah. But I still thought it was a good at bat. But as much fun as the offense was, we got to talk about Jordan Wicks. This is his third victory in a row. The first Cub to do that since 1901 to have victories in his first three starts. He had a quality start. His first quality start. His first Wrigley win. 6.2 innings, nine hits, two runs, uh, 1K, and zero walks. He's not a big strikeout guy, but he's a guy that lets the defense do the work behind him. And I just, I was really impressed. There was a play where the ball went off him. He's able to throw home and get, and get the runner. I mean, he just seems to have a lot of poise, Dustin. Lots of poise, good personality, f- fits right in with this group. Uh, really, really enjoying what I'm seeing so far from Jordan Wicks. And not only that, Dustin, Luke Little made his debut yes. today. He's not so little. No, big boy. Uh, one inning pitch. <laughs> he gave up one hit, but two Ks. Two Ks. So, I mean, just to see, like I said, Jordan Wick's debut, Canario's first at bat, Luke Little's first inning. It was just a lot of fun. But, Dustin, you know, I think about we, – we had a show that we titled The Cubs Are 10 Games Under. And usually that's a death sentence for any team when you're 10 games under 500. And somehow, some way. The Cubs have scratched their way back to now being 12 games over 500. This team 100% believes in itself. And I can tell you by the roars of the crowd all week, the Cub fans believe in this team too. Oh boy, the fans have been fantastic, right? Absolutely. Uh, you you just, when Canario got the at bat, I was driving, I was listening to Pat and Ron and you could hear it. Pat was letting, you know, Pat being the professional, let's listen to this crowd and, and just... You could just hear it coming through your stereo. It's just unreal. Every time Luke Little struck a guy out, you could just hear it on the broadcast. So it's it's just the fans are so into this. 
And uh, I think Rossi went out of his way to talk about, you know, schools back in session. It was a Tuesday night and the place was rocking. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that were at the Pearl Jam show at the United Center, and it was still rocking. So right. it was it was fun, and and luckily we're getting back to these six forty starts. So I kind of like those a little bit now. Yep, they work out well for people that get up at uh, two and five o'clock in the morning. 